when, when I was praying about the next message, which happened to be this one, the Lord says, I want you to preach on man up. But our first thing is when we say man up, we think, well, I need to get meaner, tougher, uglier. That ain't the case. That's not what I'm talking about. So when I said, okay, Lord, you want me to man up? You want me to teach on that? How do you want me to do it? And he says, what I want you to do is as you teach these men this, men, I want you to do something. Okay? I, I want you to look at the situation as I'm going to minister this word. It's going to rub like sandpaper on a two by four. It's going to hurt. And, and it's not to hurt you, but it's to help you come up another level. Amen? Because if we go to a ministry, if we go somewhere and we listen to what they're saying and leave out of here offended, what did we learn? What we need to do is when we leave out of here, we need to say, Lord, I need to change me. We have to be honest with ourselves. I mean, there's been times that I've gone to a ministry and I've listened to what they had to say. And I'm like, man, I'm going to bless God. I ain't going back. You know, but the thing was, is I really needed that word. I really needed to come up another level. Why? Because as I was learning and listening and growing and listening and growing, now I have this men's ministry that the Lord put on my heart to do. I wouldn't have been able to do it if I was offended everywhere I went. Amen? Ray, you're doing yours. And you're going to keep growing. I really believe that. It's going to take time. It's going to take time. But as you grow, as you take notes, as you learn, you're going to see it continue to grow. But you're going to have to be the example. And if you're going to be ugly, mean, you know, where people are going to be like, I'm not going to go there. I mean, I watch him. I'm not going to go. And as I watch him, then he wants me to change. I'm not going to do that. You follow me? So it's important. And not just him. The Lord might put it on your heart or your heart or your heart to do a men's ministry or a believe it or not, you're being a minister even at your own house. When, when you walk into your house, when you walk in, and it's cold as ice because you walked in, but before you walked in, they were smiling, cracking jokes. They were laughing. They were just jumping all around. Dad walks in, all of a sudden, attention, you know. It, it doesn't work that way. You need to look at yourself and say, am I being a good example to my family or am I hurting my family? Because the ministry starts at home first. And I say that because, because when you go out and about, what, what is the first thing, if you want to become a deacon, an elder, or whatever, what's the first thing that they're going to say is, how's your house? You want me to put you in charge of God's house, but how's your house? Amen? Come on. Am I talking to anybody here? We have to be honest with ourselves. If we're, if we're out doing everything else and not taking care of our own home, we got a problem. Especially when you're asking the pastor, or you're, hey, I need to preach. Are you ready? Are you, uh, are you leading by example? Or are you just wanting to do it because you want to be in front, you, you want to be heard? I'm just asking a question. If not now, when are you going to man up? We have to be honest with ourselves with, with what I'm about to tell you. And it's not going to be a bad thing. It's going to be an honest thing about if you're married. How many of you are married? Okay, good. That's the majority. All right. How many of you have a girlfriend? Come on. 
How many want to be married? Wait, wait a minute. You can't be married and have a girlfriend. Sure no, you can't. <laughs> we have to look. <laughs> Anyways, let, let's jump the subject here. All right. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, some of you are going to want to get married. Okay. Well, we need to look at our situation and say, what do I need to change in me to where when I do get married, I treat her like a princess, like a queen. Mm-hmm. I didn't say you were going to do everything right all the time, but that should be your goal. That should be your goal. Now, I mentioned it earlier. When we look at manning up, we look at I got to be uglier, meaner and tougher to my kids and my family or my coworkers or whatever. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about some of these questions I'm going to ask you. Are you reaching people for Jesus? Are you? Are you just doing it on Sundays, Wednesdays when you come to a men's meeting? Or are you living it? You know, we have to man up because as we get the word of God in us, then we'll go out and reach people. Then you're reaching people for Jesus, not for you, for Jesus. And as you're doing that, people are watching you. Or are you pushing people away? Are you being the example that you want to be for your own family? I mentioned that. Or are you looking at the situation and saying, why did I say that? Why did I do that? Man i got to come up another level. I can't be that way. The Lord says that a righteous man, his steps are ordered of the Lord. Amen? Are you a righteous man? If you are, then your steps are ordered of God. He's saying, okay, you're a righteous man. This is where I'm I'm planning for you to go. This is where you're going to go. But the thing is, is that you can't just do it every once in a while. You got to do it continuously. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, there we go. Now I got it moved. And it's important that we do that because God has called you to be a righteous man. If we're pursuing God, then he will say, I'm going to direct your steps. But are you pursuing him? Or are you just doing it every once in a while just when it's convenient because you need something or you want to be seen? We have to live it all the time. When, you, when you're ministering at work, you're just being an example. You're being a righteous man. If you were to die today, what would the people at work say about you? Just asking. What would they say? And I'm not trying to make you a, a, a preacher and all this and that. But are you being the example? I went to a church and visited a church one day. And I, you, I've said this story, but it's so good, i got to say it again. And I went there, and I, I walked in. It was my first time. My wife and I were looking for a church. And I walked in, and I saw a guy that I've worked with for like six, seven years. I would have never known he was a Christian. Never. Because of how he acted at work. Okay, He was a manager type person, and... But he was very ugly. And he wasn't cussing or anything, but you can just tell in his walk, that guy's just upset every day. He's mean and mad at everything every day. And as I walked in, I said, hey, man, is this your first time? He says, no, I've been going here 20 years. I'm thinking, 20 years? 
You would think that you're going to a church for 20 years that something would have jumped on you at least and said, man, I got to be different. I'm not saying I was perfect and I'm still not perfect. All I'm saying is, what kind of example are you setting at work or at home or just when you go to the gas station? It's up to you. You're the only one that can set that example. So when you pursue God and God says, I'm going to order your steps because you're a righteous man, you should be changing. He's ordering your steps. Sometimes things are not going to fall in line with what you want. A job's not going to become available because you wanted it. Sometimes God closes the door. We ask him, open the doors that you can open and close the ones that need to be closed. Why? Because he's saying, I don't want you to go through that door because that's not a good place for you. As a man, you never know what's on the other side. What if if you were to die? Way ahead of time. You wanted that job. You needed that job. God says, that's not where I want you. I want you over here. And why do I want you over here? Because I want you to reach this person for Jesus. Maybe. Or maybe he's saying, I want you over here because you need to grow in some areas in your life to where I'm going to keep moving you up. Over here, you'd be stagnant. He orders your steps. He's going to tell you which way to go if you allow it. I mean, he'll let you go through that door if you keep pushing it. But be careful when you open these doors. We're a microwave society. We want it now, 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 now. Be careful when you want something in a hurry. That's a good word. Be careful because a lot of times, let, let me just use finances for a minute. I'm going to tell you about finances. You're in debt, you're in debt, you're in debt. You go to the quick loan place, you're going to make it worse for yourself because of the interest rate. I'm just, come on. I'm not saying that's where you're at. I'm just saying finances was a good example because I'm in debt up to here and I want to pay this loan off and I need money and I need it now. And I go over there. The interest rate was only 15% here, but I go over there and it's 30, 40, 50%. How, How did that help you? It didn't help. It made it worse. So be careful when you ask God to help you. Hey, I'm going to go do this. And then you start doing it on your on your own. Quick fixes don't always work. Amen? Amen. We have to praise Him through all things. In every area in our life, we have to praise Him. The whole time, praise, praise, praise. Why? Because when you're praising God, you're pursuing God. It doesn't mean that everything's going to work out right away for you. Come on, look at the people going from Egypt just to, to the promised land. They weren't really praising God. They were pursuing God, but they weren't praising Him, and they walked around for 40 years. Joseph, let's use him. Joseph got sold and all that, but it took almost 20-something years for him to see his family again. But he had to go through some things. God will let you go through some things to benefit him. What did Joseph end up doing? Giving God the glory for everything. He never got away. As many times as he was thrown in prison and so on and so forth, he was still pursuing God. It didn't matter. And he praised him through it all. Is that what you're doing? Or are you sitting down having a pity party? Woe is me. 
Though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, not though I sit and have a pity party. Which one are you doing? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. We have to come up. We have to man up and say, God, I'm a righteous man. You ordered my steps. Lord, I'm going to keep going forward. I'm not going to stop. It doesn't matter, Lord, that these things haven't fallen my way. Lord, I'm going to keep pursuing you. I'm going to keep pursuing you. Amen? Amen. It's important that we do that, man. I'm going to give you an example. I tried to help somebody find a job. You be careful when you try to help people find a job. Amen. You be careful. Amen. I'm not saying not to, but you be careful. I tried to help someone find a job. The door closed on him. And I, I didn't know why. I don't know why. I happened to get him in touch with somebody else that I know. And I tried to help. And he calls me or he came by the house. He says, hey, man, do you know why they didn't hire me? I said, man, I don't. You know, I mean, the people that I gave them the number, I called them. They don't have to tell me anything, you know, and, and if they did, it's probably against the law. So they said, Eloy, we don't know what happened. It's out of our hands. And I'm sure they knew, but they can't tell me. And so he comes over and he says, hey, do you know why they didn't hire me? I said, no. Well, did they say I failed the drug test? I said, dude, seriously, I don't know. I don't know anything. And that's what I and that's the honest truth. I didn't know anything. He says, well, because if they did and they told you that I'm going to send them an ugly letter, I'm thinking, hold on, hold on. These, these are my friends. They didn't hire you for a reason. And I don't know what their reason is. But you know what? God will close a door sometimes. If he was to go work over there, he might have got into some illegal stuff that he shouldn't have. He might have got killed. He might have got whatever. It's okay when God closes a door. Let it close. And say, Lord, I thank you that I was able to at least apply, but I'm moving forward. My steps are ordered by you, Lord. You didn't want me to go that way. I'm going to keep going this way. Amen? Amen. You, have to be, be do, you have to be able to do that. You have to be able to do that. I mentioned it to you earlier. Quick fixes are not a good thing. I want it now, now, now. You know, sometimes God says, be still. Be still and know that I'm God. Be still and watch my work. Watch what I do for you if you let me. Be still. Amen? Yes. How many of you, and, and be, you can be honest as you want here. How many of you have tried to rush things? Come on. I'm no different. I'm no different. I've tried to call different people and said stuff. And hey, man, can you get me in? Can you help me out? Can you do this? God's telling me, no, no, no. Why do you keep trying to say yes, yes, yes? I don't want you there. We've all been there. The ones that didn't raise your hand, we can have confession a little bit later over here. A little later. Y'all can confess. Liars, liars, liars. I want you to look at something. And some of you mentioned that you're married and some of you have a girlfriend on the side. But let me say this. Oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. I said, who's, got, who's married? Who's got a girlfriend? I, hey, put both your hands down. I understood. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you, brother. <laughs> hey, uh. <laughs> Anyways, let's look at your marriage. 
Sometimes we don't understand the situation that we're going through with our spouse. Come on. And we keep trying to figure out, God, why did you, are you kidding me? Look what I'm going through, God. Okay, now this is my next question for you. Because I know I wasn't the only one that that happened to. Is how long did it take her to get into that position to where she's always mad, upset, ugly? How long? It wasn't overnight. It took me 13 years. Okay. So, but the thing is, is it's going to take you a while to get out of that situation. How many times have you prayed for her rather than expected God to just change her? How many times have you gone and said, Lord, help me understand my wife. Her needs or wants or desires. Pray for to change us. Yes. It starts with us. It doesn't start with her. I'm not saying that she's perfect and all that. That's not what I'm saying. But the only one that you can change is you. Is you. You can't change her. God can change her. And that's why I say, ask God, help me understand her needs, wants, desires. When you do that, you're going to see your marriage go up. You might say, hey, you know what? I'm not married, but I want a wife. Well, take this advice. Start praying now and asking God, God, put the right one in my path. So I don't have a lot of issues later on. Put someone, Lord, that's going to show me the respect. You know that the Bible doesn't say that she has to love you. It says she has to respect you. But are you doing what you need to do to get that respect? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. What are you doing to earn that respect? See, the Bible says that you have to love her. Even though she acts the way she acts, you still have to love her. But pray for her. Amen? Okay, I got one amen. amen. Come on. Quick fixes a lot of times increase damage. I want you to understand something. Your wife is your helpmate. This is important, guys. Amen. She is your helpmate. She's there to help you. The Bible calls it a weaker vessel. It doesn't mean that she's not physically able to. It just means she's more delicate. Her hurts are a little different than your hurts. I heard a pastor say this one time, and it's so good. Men are like Tupperware. Women are like fine china. Are you going to put fine china in the microwave? No. Are you going to put fine china in the dishwasher? No. But you have no problem throwing the Tupperware in there. You're the Tupperware. You're a little bit tougher. You're a little bit to where you can get through some things. She can't. Amen? Amen. You got to look at that. She's your helper. She, she, she can be just as strong as you, if not stronger than you. But if you have a woman that is your helper, when you go through something, she's there to pray for you. She's not there to just tell you, look, this is what you need to do. No, it's, honey, this is what you need to say. Honey, I need you to pray for me. I need you to help me understand this. I need you to help me be stronger in this area. I'm not very wise in this area. Pray for me for wisdom. You see the difference? That's your helpmate. Adam and Eve, Adam was working. He was already naming the animals. Eve became his helpmate. He said, let me help you. 
Let me help you with these animals and everything else. I'm not here just for you to tell me, go inside and cook. I'm here to help you. That's what she's there for, to help you. Amen? But we have a hard time knowing that. One of the things that a woman needs is to know where you're headed. Where are you headed? As a, as a man, we need to have direction and a vision of where to go. A lot of times a woman, she's like, okay, I want to know where you're going. You want me to date you? You want me to go out with you? You want me to marry you? Where are you going? Where are you headed? Guys, it's so important. That's what she likes. That's what she needs. A woman is like an incubator. Come on. I'm telling you the truth here. Uh, when you, when you uh, 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 impregnate this lady, what is she going to do? Give you a child. Everything you give her, it, it blooms, it grows. You give her a house, she makes it a home. You give her food, she makes a meal. Come on. You give her one word, how many sentences do you get? <laughs> Come on. Come on. But all you did was give her one word. She's going to keep growing and blooming and growing and blooming. I'm telling you the truth. I know, I know. It's so important. She needs to make sure that you have a vision. And she doesn't just want to know about your vision. She wants to communicate throughout. Let me say this. This is you. And I'm, I'm your wife. And she's asking you, come on, lead us, move us, move us. If you don't move, she's going to get in front of you and she's going to lead you. Amen? You can't do that. Because once the wife starts leading the house, it's a mess. It's the truth. God didn't plan it that way. God did not plan it that way. And what you're going to see is a failed marriage. That's why it's so important. I'm not saying you can't work together. Look, I work shift work. My wife handles the bills because I don't have time to handle the bills. That doesn't mean that she leads. Me and my wife sit down and we communicate about every bill that comes to the house. What are you paying? Where is it at? What do we got? Let's look at the checkbook. And we sit down. She has a notebook. We've been married almost 30 years. November will be 30 years. Thank you. She has every notebook from when we first got married to now. At once a year, she gets a new no notebook. And every month, we look at the bills. I went to, to apply for the job I'm at now. I went to apply. She saves everything. I went to apply. And they said, uh, Mr. Werther, we don't believe that you worked at this plant. It was called the Huntsman at the time. They don't have any, any information about you, any records, nothing. I said, y'all are joking, right? And they go, no, we need uh, Social Security, something that taxes, anything that you paid that, or a check stub. I said, okay. Uh, you probably won't find it. I said, you don't know my wife. Oh, I'm telling you. She says, hey, it's up in the attic. It's in this box. I went up there and guess what? It was right where she said it was at. I still had a check stub from the first day that I worked there to the last day that I worked there. So I'm just telling you, we talk about everything. 
We talk about everything. Communication is a key in a marriage. Amen? Amen. I didn't say that you were always going to tell her every time. I don't. I forget. Sometimes I got to catch up. But we have to communicate. I'm trying to help you here. Some of you are great in your marriage. There's no issues. And that's great. That's great. But I can promise you this. That if you don't have issues now, you might one day. And it's important for you to come up another level. We need to man up. We need to be honest with ourselves and say, what do I need to change in me? You might say, well, I'm not married. I'm not looking for anybody. Well, that's fine. That's fine. But when your kids want to get married, you need to explain to them, son, daughter, this is how you need to be. Amen. My son got married and uh, and he said, Dad, you know, and it wasn't bad. I mean, he's just like, OK, Dad, what should I expect? And I sat down and talked to him. I said, this is what you're going to have to expect. I said, marriage is important. He said, Dad, and then he asked me to marry them. And that that was nice. I didn't expect that. So I married them. But the thing was, is I met with them, both of them. Me and my wife met with them. This is how it's going to be. It's not going to be easy every time. You're going to have difficulties, and that's okay. You're not going to agree on everything, and that's okay. But son and daughter-in-law, when you have issues, and then we told them everything. It's important that you communicate in every area of your life. It doesn't matter. You communicate. She's your helper. That's one of the things that I wanted to stress to you. I told you. If you're putting frustration, if your wife is frustrated, that means that you're, that's what you're putting into her. Frustration. I'm serious. If she looks frustrated, you might want to look at yourself first and say, what am I doing to where this conversation isn't going where the, the way I like for it to go? I've done it two weeks ago. My wife and I, I hadn't had much sleep. I had like two hours, three hours sleep. And I was kind of on, on an edge. You know, I hadn't eaten. I just woke up and she started talking to me. And she said something to me and I jumped at her. I snapped at her. And she says, I'm walking away. But before she walked away, she said something to me again. And I was like, I caught myself. I said, I'm not going to say nothing because it's going to make it worse. And then I realized, number one, I... I made her that way in that conversation. I started that conversation off the wrong foot. I had to change me. Ten minutes later, she comes by and I said, hey, I want to apologize to you. It's okay to apologize, guys. It's all right. And I said, hey, I want to apologize to you because how I talked to you wasn't right. She says, okay, I forgive you. But then the, the rest of the day was better. All I'm saying is, what are you putting into your marriage to make her the way she is? Because that's how she is because of what you're putting into her. Amen? Okay, I got one more amen. I got my own amens. Amen. That's a good word, brother. I'm going to tell you. It's good, man. I like this word. She's the one that wrote it. No, I'm just teasing. And this is how I had it written down. You can always tell what you have given a woman with what she's given back to you. It's important. 
Come on. Are you godly? Are you the righteous man that we talked about? Are your steps ordered? Are you needing to change some things in your life? If not now, when? When are you going to man up and come up another level? Like I said, it's not about being ugly, mean. It's about saying, all right, Lord, you want me to change? Help me. Direct my path. I'm going to pray for you. But you got to be honest with yourself. I didn't want to be too long today. I know people got to go to work. I know people got to go home, put their kids to bed. But I wanted you to know that you really need to look at yourself and say, what do I need to change in me? I, I knew this was going to rub some guys wrong, and that's okay. But we have to come up another level. When we talk at this ministry, whoever's ministering, hopefully you're getting something and you go home and change. Amen. That's our desire. That's our goal. We've been doing this six years, going on seven. And, and I hope that some of you have gone home and said, you know what? Because these guys are honest with me, I've needed to change some things in my life. And I've done it. Father God, I pray over every one of these men. I ask you just to surround your angels around them. Give them wisdom, Lord. Put the right people in front of them. Whoever they need to speak to, Lord, that they're able to speak to them. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise, Lord, as they talk to their children, Lord, that they'll show love and compassion in every area of their life, Father God, that you give them the wisdom that they need, even at work, Lord. As they go to work, Lord, that they might be frustrated at home, but they don't take it to work, or vice versa, Lord. We honor you and praise you in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for this meeting. And everybody said, Amen. 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 I'm going to ask you this uh, question, guys. If there's some things in your life that, that you need to change and you want to talk to me, I have no problem. Y'all are welcome to call me. It's just a conversation between me and you. And just, just know that I want the best for you. Amen. Love you guys. God bless you. Y'all be safe going home. 